Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest today is a gentleman named Chris Patterson. Uh, About two weeks ago, I got a contact form on my website for a podcast guest request, and it was uh, about this guy named Chris Patterson. And as I looked into him, I discovered that he was actually a mentee of the great Zig Ziglar. If you guys don't know who Zig Ziglar is, I highly suggest you pick up some of his books. And more importantly, I highly suggest that you listen to this podcast. It was so cool to have this conversation with Chris, with Chris, and get some of uh, some of this like firsthand experience on on what it was like to be so close to Zig and all the lessons that Chris learned from Zig and how he applied a lot of these lessons to his own life and his own success. So more specifically, uh, Chris is the CEO of Interchanges, which is a extremely successful strategic business growth agency. Uh, And more recently, Chris is also the CEO of Live Large Coaching, where he is taking a lot of these lessons that he learned from Zig, and he's applying them to other people's lives and helping other people find uh, the, the, the greatness within themselves and helping them reach their full potential. I really love this conversation. Chris is super cool. He's extremely well-spoken. Um, I feel like if he and I hung out, we would just have a really great time and have a ton of comments. So uh, with that, please help me welcome Chris Patterson. Chris, what's up, my friend? Thank you so much for coming on my show. Oh, thank you for having me, Tim. It's, it's my great pleasure. Yeah, so there's always two kind of interviews that I... Uh, come across on my show. There's people that I'm, I'm pretty familiar with. And then there's people that like, I don't really know at all in this case. Um, in, in many cases, these are my favorite kinds of interviews because we really get to know each other and I get to learn a lot for myself from just asking questions and, and learning other people's experiences. So the, the quick bio is you're a marketer. You've done a ton of work at, uh, with Lamborghini, Audi, Mercedes, driven billions of dollars of revenue for your clients. But before we get into some of the success and some of the tactics, uh, I want to learn a little bit about you. Could you please tell me uh, where you were born and just a quick five-minute intro about what your upbringing was like? Gosh, you would have to ask that, huh, Tim? It didn't start out glamorous, <laughs> hey, let me tell you. It's the same for me. I'm like, oh, are you sure you want to start with that? <laughs> it's, it's actually a good thing, though. Um, you know, people say that motivation comes from either inspiration or desperation. Yes, I was both inspired and desperate when I was in my early 20s. And I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, and I, I just seemed to do everything wrong. <laughs> I, screwed, I screwed up my schooling. Uh, to the chagrin of my father who was investing. I, uh, I got fired from a couple jobs. I lost a girlfriend cause I was such a jerk. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what I was doing in life. I was clueless. I was a wandering generality. I was not living a life of intention. That's for sure. So when did it change for you? Uh, you know, it was 1995. I got a phone call from my father. Now, keep in mind, I was into drinking and partying and doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was about 25 years old. It was 11 a.m. in the morning. I'll never forget it. 
my dad said, hey, son, I'd like to take you to a success seminar. Immediately, I was like, ugh, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to go to some stupid seminar, you know, who's going to help me? And I was, even though I was a loser and I was broke, uh, I still was arrogant and thought, <laughs> didn't think that uh, I needed the help. But I figured, oh, I'll just entertain the old man and, you know, maybe I'll get a free lunch out of it. So I went with him. And there was a couple people that came out on stage that they were okay. And, you know, I was very judgy. But uh, then a man came out and he set the place on fire. It was like electric in there. People went nuts when this guy walked out on the stage and he, would, he was walking back and forth with all kinds of energy. And he was saying things I'd never heard before. Things like you can have everything you want in life. If you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And I looked over at my dad and I said, dad, who in the world is this guy? He said, son, he said, if you're going to pay attention to anybody today, pay attention to him. His, his name is Zig Ziglar. Oh, He's wow. impacted over 250 million people in his lifetime without the internet. And he has spoken everywhere. He's written 33 books. But long story short, I, uh, I was enthralled. I got his cassette tapes. I know I'm dating myself, but <laughs> back in the 90s, we didn't have all these downloads that you guys get to do. So... I got the tapes and I started listening to them and it really radically changed my mindset, changed my, uh, my, my vision for my own future. And then something incredible happened. I went from getting fired from all these jobs and being a loser to the very next job that I ended up getting. I ended up getting promoted four times in the, in the first year. So there was just a radical shift in my life as I listened to Zig and learned from him so much so that, uh, you know, he became kind of my, like my idol. And in, when I was running these health clubs, uh, I was the vice president. I ran health clubs all over the country called the Q sports clubs. I was running one and one day, uh, great Zig Ziglar walked into my club, believe it or not. And I was wow. in shock. And I said, did you guys set this up? Cause they all knew I love Zig. They're laughing. They're like, no, man, he lives in this city. He lived in Plano, Texas. So I'm, I met my legend, you know, and I, I figured I would just pretend I didn't know him using all of his sales techniques anyways. And I sold him a membership. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, he started laughing and he looked at me and he, he paused and he said, son, you know who I am, don't you? <laughs> and then I freaked out. I was like, ah, I was like a Justin Bieber fan. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You changed my life. You're my hero. I love you. And he laughed and I said, is there anything else I could do for you, Mr. Ziegler? He said, yes, one more thing. I said, what's that? I, I, he said, I need a personal trainer at least three times a week. Now, I'm not the sharpest bowling ball out there. <laughs> so, uh, but I did have the light bulb go off this day. And I said, Mr. Ziegler, I'll make you a deal. I said, I'll personally train you three days a week if you'll spend just one hour a week working on my mental fitness. And that's how I got the great Zig Ziglar to mentor me for 12 months when I lived in Plano, Texas, every Sunday, either at a cafeteria, his house, or wherever. And it radically changed my life, so much so that in 2015, I became a Ziglar certified coach and trainer. And uh, that's a, a major part of my, my business now. I've got my agency running itself almost. And I spend most of my time just coaching people and helping them turn their lives around just like I did. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about 
the uh, amazing services and the work that you do and the coaching that you do with your clients because I want to certainly take advantage of the opportunity to, to highlight some of your successes a little bit. But I need to time out here because this isn't the kind of thing that happens every day. Um, so for people that don't know, Zig Ziglar is kind of like, I don't even know what you would compare him to because he, he's, he was his own thing. He, he really was the first person to take this whole concept of the best way to succeed is to help other people succeed. He's written, I don't even know how many bestsellers, like 20 or 30, 33, 33 books he's written and yeah. uh, several of them became bestsellers. See you at the top is one of his best. Yeah. So, and I'm laughing to myself because I learned about content marketing from a website called Copyblogger. And the guy who started Copyblogger is a guy named Brian Clark. And I really, really idolized this guy for years. Like I would read his website every day and it taught me a lot of what I know about uh, digital marketing and, and how to tell stories and um, had a huge impact on my life. And I sent him an email one day and uh, just shot an idea at him. And I'm, I'll never forget, I, I got the reply back saying, uh, let's chat about this. And that was it. And I was just like <laughs> super ominous. I was like, holy shit, did I piss him off or what? Um, but where I'm going with this is as I've gotten to know Brian, he's a normal guy just like everybody else is. And I always idolized him. And I thought like, God, where did he learn all of this stuff? But he learned the same way that I did through mentors that he found. And he was mentored um, to a guy named Seth Godin, who I'm, I'm sure you've heard of. So my question yes. is, when you built this relationship with Zig Ziglar, did he continue to have this like air about him? Or the more you got to know him, did you understand that he was, at least in the way that I did, that he was just a regular person who was able to take advantage of certain opportunities that were in front of him? Oh, gosh, it's so hard to call Zig Ziglar a regular person. Uh, yeah, but I understand, I, what you're, I understand what you're saying. Sure. Um, I mean... I don't think the, you know, me being starstruck ever wore off the whole time I was with them. Yeah. <laughs> I was always just amazed that I was sitting here in front of the great Zig Ziglar. And, uh, but I, I will tell you this, everything the guy reads or writes about, everything he teaches, everything he speaks on, he really walks the walk. Um, this, was the, this is the person that had the most integrity, the greatest character that I've ever met in my life. And I've obviously have tried to model my own life after his, but uh, it was just, it was miraculous being around him. And I'll, t I'll tell you <laughs> kind of a funny story, but it was, it was awesome. It was another life changing moment for me. Uh, one of the first times we started working out together, he came in the, uh, he came into my gym and uh, he clapped his hands. He's 78 years old at the time. He's got all kinds of energy. He claps his hands. He says, okay, Chris, what are we going to do today? I said, Mr. Ziegler, we're going to do arms. He goes, all right, let's go. And he went charging upstairs. He, he left me in the dust. I'm trying to catch up to him. <laughs> Finally catch up to him. And he had already sat down at one of those preacher curl machines. And uh, he just started pulling the weight. Well, immediately I knew the weight was too much. So he did about three reps. And I said, okay, Zig, let's change the weight. You know, and he ignored me. And then he pulled another three reps. And then I looked at him and he's starting to get red in the face and his jugular veins coming out. And then, I, and then I started getting nervous. I'm like, oh, great. I can see it in the Dallas Morning News. Idiot personal trainer kills the greatest man alive. <laughs> At least that's the fear that's going through me, right? right. And uh, so I, I, I said once again, I said, Zig, I said, it's too much weight. Let's change it. And this time he kind of grunted at me. Rah! 
then he started pulling just a couple more and then boom, he dropped the weight and it was like a record scratch. Everybody in the place turned and looked over at us. And, uh, and then he did something I really didn't expect. He reached over the preacher curl machine. He grabbed me by my lapel very lightly, pulled me close to his face. And he said, son, you don't have to enjoy everything you do in life. And then he let me go. And I looked around and I went, what the heck just happened? What does this mean? <laughs> you know? And I couldn't figure out why he said that. He had identified early on that if I didn't, if I didn't feel good about things, that I wouldn't do them. And, what, and by that one sentence, he was able to help me overcome dozens, maybe hundreds of times when I didn't feel like pushing through something, but I did it anyways, because I firmly believed and knew that I didn't have to enjoy everything I, I did in life. It was more important to be committed and responsible. So just a quick little story I thought, I thought I'd share with you about working out with the great Zig. I love that. I, I, wow. What a cool experience. I almost, I want to like keep running with this just because I'm, I'm so fascinated, but I promise I won't. I just, uh, that's an amazing ex- life experience and, and something that I'm sure that, that you cherish and, and take with you everywhere. So, so that's really great. All right. Let's talk about Interchanges. Uh, Interchanges is your, your marketing agency. Um, right. I, I own an agency as well. We specialize in, in search. We specialize in inbound search. And when people hear digital marketing, they don't realize that there's so many different facets and sub-facets and strategies and ways to drive traffic or, or, or run ads or convert on the traffic. So um, before, uh, I want to start first off with what is it that you guys specialize in? Do you specialize in, in ads? Are you an SEO company? What, what's your niche? Yeah. So when we, I've been doing this for 19 years. I'm I'm certainly a dinosaur in the digital marketing space. Uh, My my biggest objection I had overcome back in the day to tell you how long ago this was is people uh, said, "Oh, I don't need a website. I've I've got the yellow pages." Yeah. (laughs) Or no, no, no. I I use fax machines, so Mm -hmm. I'm good. So it was kind of crazy. But I started out selling websites and. I, I really didn't know how to build them, but I bought a, a tool online that had pre-made websites. I started there and then quickly realized, okay, we got to add search engine optimization. We got to get traffic to these websites. So we did SEO, we did PPC. Then we got into conversion testing. We did, uh, uh, we, we had a lot of uh, knowledge that we learned from some conversion conferences that we went to. So we started executing that. And then I, I, uh, I, kind of branched off into a separate side company where I sell live chat services. Uh, to this day, I still think probably the most underrated conversion tool out there is live chat. So I've got a, I've got a team of transcriptionists. I've got 160 people that work for me, virtual workers. And what they do, uh, most of them, is they're available to chat on anyone's website live. So what happens is when you rest on somebody's website, give it about 30 seconds, they pop up and say, hey, welcome. Uh, how can I help you today? And the, and the lead conversion, you know, if people are trying to get leads for their manufacturer, leads for their car sales or leads for whatever, we can almost double their leads with this one service. So that's really been a huge staple for us is, uh, you know, selling literally hundreds of those. Uh, you know, I, I want one on every website in America. <laughs> sure. And then we can, then we can tackle the rest of the globe. 
but it's just an amazing service that works well. And it's, it's really been uh, what's helped our, us succeed with our clients. Wow. So you really found a space and, and found success in chat. What was the moment when you saw it and you said to yourself, Hey, this could be big. And was that moment, if, I'm, I'm thinking of my own experience of what happened to me. So I want to make sure I don't like, um, assume that you had the same experience but what i'm asking is when you saw chat was it this thing right away where you just like knew this is going to be huge and i'm going to go in on it or was it more of like an evolution where you started seeing things and then used data and decided that you were going to take this this hard stance on it um so i was actually looking for a way to convert more on websites that didn't take a lot of our effort yeah. Um, as you know, with search engine optimization, pay-per-click, all those kinds of services, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of analysis. I mean, if you're doing it right, there's a lot of analyzing. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of testing. There's all that stuff. With live chat, I realized immediately we, that we eliminate all that stuff. We, we don't have to optimize. We don't have to study the data. We don't have to do any of that. It's just a matter of, hey, how many chats did we get this, this month? And, uh, you know, I've got... One client in particular, they sell, they sell these huge trucks. And uh, we went in there and I said, what's your biggest goal this year? And they said, oh, we just want to sell 20 more trucks. There were $300,000 trucks. Well, with the, with the live chat, we doubled that. We sold 40, 40 more trucks for them the very, uh, very first year of using live chat. So it's just an amazing service. And uh, yeah, we've been selling it for a long, long time. And I'm going to continue to sell it because it is my favorite service out there. That's so cool. So do you guys own um, your own chat widget software or, or do you just, did you basically build like an agency that facilitates the labor for the actual yeah, so, chat? Yeah. So I built the agent. There's, there's a lot of those chat yeah. uh, programs out there. You can get them for free if you want to. What really matters though is who's responding to the chats behind the scenes. Um, our people are highly trained uh, we go through a pretty exhaustive um, uh, setup where we want to understand everything we can about their products, their service, and everything else so that we, we come across credible. But at the same time, our real objective is not necessarily to educate people that we're chatting with. It's really just to get their name, telephone number, and email address yeah. and then send that to the sales team or to the, the owner or whoever it is. Yeah, I, I, abs I really, really like that idea. So my, um, we focus on search, but I would also consider us a lot more of like a lead gen agency, very similar to how you are. So I don't, I don't know really anything about SEOing an e-commerce site or how to take blog posts and funnel them to like a sales page and, and figure out how to convert on that. Basically like the only thing that I've ever focused on in my career is making the phone ring. And so, and so I always appreciate when people and marketers, especially you focus in on what exactly it is that you're trying to do. And from what you're telling me, it's like, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk to this person enough to build someone of a relationship with them to where they can see me as trustworthy and authoritative enough to want to learn more. And then you grab that lead and you, you send it to the people who are more equipped to do the educating and to do the, the high-level sales process. And, uh, and you move on to the next one. 
And that's, that's pretty much it. It is, it is that simple. And the reason it's important is because 80% of people, you probably know this statistic with, with your search engine optimization knowledge, but about 80% of people that come to your website never come back. So that first time they land on your website, you better grab their attention. And more importantly, you better grab their, their con- contact information so you can follow up and sell them something. And that's what we specialize in. That's great. Um, congrats on all, all your success running that. That's um, very, I love when people see opportunities. I, I just think that's so cool. I think it's so, uh, I love to hear when people just saw this little opening and it, it's, it's, it's almost like the most brilliant ideas are, are a lot of times the simplest, you know, and you go to yourself like, oh man, of course, <laughs> you know, like, why didn't I, <laughs> yeah, think why didn't I think of that before? My, my wife says to me, Almost every week. Oh, that's such a good invention. How come we didn't think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so so let me transition a little bit. I've uh, noticed in a, a lot of the press that I found about you, and you know some of the stuff that you said to me. A, a lot of your clients, and you even mentioned the truck, uh, the truck company. But a lot of your your clients are are cars, are car companies, um, manufacturers. I'm assuming. Uh, maybe falsely that you you work with some dealer dealerships here and there. Like, why cars? Are you just a car buff and you decided that you love it, or was there again some kind of opportunity? Actually, that you saw? we we have um, we have plenty of accounts that are in the automobile industry, but that's really not our focus. Um, so, I mean, I guess anybody that has a lot of traffic coming to their website and they want to convert more, those are the people we want to talk to. It does work really well for car dealerships. It works really well for manufacturers who are selling high ticket uh, services or products. So it just, uh, it just all depends. Mm -hmm. But we've been very fortunate with the types of accounts that we've gotten in with. Um, We've kind of had a golden chain of referrals that's been miraculous. We just do, we just do the best job that we can and our work kind of speaks for itself and they refer us business. So. Great. Well, at the beginning of our conversation, uh, we mentioned a little bit more of the work around you. Uh, I, my, my podcast and my own blog focuses on building personal brands and uh, with your coaching services. And I think that you're getting involved with putting some more of your own personal content out there and, and helping people and inspiring people to get them through uh, the next levels in their lives, right? When did you decide that you personally have a story to tell and that you have um, a, a way that you can serve people to, to help them in their own lives? Well, I mean, immediately after I was done my, my one-year mentorship with Zig, I, I just wanted to tell the world. I wanted to share all the knowledge that I had. So, you know, I did a lot of free coaching <laughs> yeah. for, for, for quite a while. But uh, it was really when Zig passed in 2012, and I got that phone call from his son, Tom Ziegler. And uh, Tom said, Chris, you know, we can't think of anybody, uh, anybody else that we would like to carry on Zig's legacy with. Would you be interested in getting certified and continue to teach his, his methodologies? And I was like, a thousand percent. That actually, to me, was way more interesting than my marketing agency and all that kind of stuff. By the way, I love my agency. We've been you know, very, very successful with it. But personally, uh, what really gets me out of bed or keeps me excited or keeps me motivated is the thought of 
trying to help as many other people experience what I've experienced and had a radical shift in their life to bring it to a much, much better place. So that's what has my attention. And that's about 90% of my time right now is focused on coaching. I work with marketers all over the world. I work with uh, uh, small, medium, large agencies. And it doesn't even have to be an agency. It could just be individuals that are just trying to get to the next level. Uh, the philosophies and methodologies that I can teach them uh, almost have a guarantee if you do the work to bring you to a completely different place. So this is a little bit of an open-ended question, but what are those philosophies? If there's, if there's one thing that you think you can, you know, let's say, hang your hat on, so to speak, with, I, I can um, bring this new way of thinking into your life. Yeah, you so there's three areas that I've identified that are incredibly important for success. Number one is what is the view of yourself? Uh, people have what I call mind knots. They've, they, they're not succeeding because there's a self-limiting belief that's holding them back. Whether it's, you know, oh, I can't make that much money and oh, I've never made more money. I don't want to make more money than my family makes. There's all kinds of reasons and, and weird uh, thinking that some of us have. I call it stinking thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can help people untangle their mind knots, that's kind of the first step. And uh, that's the view of yourself. The second one is view of other people. You know, what is your view? What is your relationship with others? How do you perceive them? Are you full of trust when you first meet somebody? Or do you have 100% or, or have 0% trust for those people when you first meet them? So there's a, there's a lot that I, can, I help people with as far as building winning relationships. It's a big part of my program too. So if I can help people build their own self-esteem and then build winning relationships, the next step is what's your vision? So vision goes into really goal setting. And I've got a, a really comprehensive uh, way to set goals and achieve them. I mean, setting them is half the battle. Achieving them is the other half. So it's, uh, those are kind of the three areas that I, I kind of work with each one of my people on. But there's a lot of different things that I can help people with just based on my business experience and all my you know, 20 years of studying, studying Ziegler and that type of thing as well. Yeah, I, I hear about... I hear about and I read about, I've just always, I've always been interested in, in self-development and I work with the coach as well. What's your take on why so many of us have this weird, warped, self-limiting view of ourselves? Because I think about this a lot. It's like, well, I had trauma as a kid and I had something, but, but everybody has traumas at some point of their life. And it seems so consistent across the board that if you ask if if i ask somebody what they think about somebody else they'll say positive things but if you ask a person what they think about themselves they'll you know say ne negative things or maybe some positive things but it, it won't be or downplay like, it a little bit yeah, yeah. like self-deprecation right so like from working with so many people and from having so many experiences with this like why <laughs> you know like yeah, that, why is that, that the default for us i've got i've got an answer for you please <laughs> it all comes back to messaging now when i say messaging i'm not talking about an instant message or a text message or something like that i'm talking about the messages that we've received throughout our lives as we're growing up usually the formative years you know in your childhood we we start to believe or, or create beliefs in our mind and we're receiving messages. I'll give you an example. Um, 
I had, a, I had a really tough time growing up. My parents divorced when I was 10 years old. I remember every single bit of it. And all they would fight about was money. Money, 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 money. So I have had to overcome an issue that I've had with money, which was basically, look, if I don't have tons of money, I'm going to be really miserable. Mm. Now, that's not true, but that's the message I received from observing the divorce that they went through. Does that make sense? Oh, man, of course. I, I have these conversations with my wife as well where something hit me the other day where we had a bunch of envelopes out on our, our, uh, our island. We had a, a pretty big island in our kitchen. And I couldn't figure out why I was so freaked out about it. And I remembered that I had really... Um, we, we come from a, a blue-collar home. You know, like I didn't starve or anything, but it was, it was tough. And I would always know when all the envelopes were open on the table that like the next week was going to be super stressful because we either wouldn't have enough money to pay our bills or we had to say like, you know, we can't do this for this week until that comes on. And uh, so when you talked about that messaging, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Like I swear I have these perfectly um, like photographic images of, of my pop in our kitchen with all of these envelopes everywhere. And, and I get anxiety, like, cause I used to do is I used to grab my skateboard and just be out and I would know, stay away for three or four days. So, um, so yeah. So like what I'm getting at is that makes perfect sense when, when you label it that way with messaging, I totally understand it. Yeah. And, that, and that's how we end up with these, you know, what I call mind knots. Um, you know, our minds are all knotted up with these either self-limiting beliefs or false beliefs. So I got to do some exploratory work with people to kind of get them through all that stuff. But once we get them there, once we get there, and I've got all kinds of exercises and worksheets and different things that I do to help people dramatically improve their self-esteem, but it really is by, it really does start by pulling up the root of what are the messages you've received that are not serving you. And uh, once we figure that out, we can really get people to the next step. So what is, what do you think is the most, I don't want to say the most common, but the the like there's got to be patterns there right what are some of the patterns you see that people are struggling with um you know it's it's interesting it usually revolves around either their view of themselves the view of others or their lack of vision just like i shared with you sure so if if i can get them to view themselves in a very very positive manner it's really easy to get the rest of the stuff going down but Unbelievable to me, just because I've been setting goals for so long, um, 80% of America has zero goals. 16% of America says they do have goals, but they've never written them down. They're just rattling around in their head. Uh, 3% of America say, says they have their goals written down, but it's, it's not a, an exhaustive uh, plan. It's just a bunch of notes, like to-do notes written down. And then they don't review them. And then there's only 1% of America that actually has an exhaustive, proper, effective uh, goal-setting procedure, which is what I teach. And those are the people that are winning. Those are the people that are doing extremely well in life. And and why is that? You know, Zig used to say, uh, it's better to be a, a meaningful specific rather than a wandering generality. What's the difference between those two? Well, a meaningful specific lives a life of intention, intentionality. They're writing down their goals. They're writing down what they got to get done every day. They're on top of their business. They're, they're planning new things. They're challenging themselves 
to be creative and try different things that scare them. A wandering generality just kind of floats through life, kind of like uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> just floats from thing to thing to thing. Now, in his case, he was pretty miraculous that the man uh, ended up meeting presidents and getting a Purple Heart and uh, teaching Elvis how to dance and all the other stuff that he did that was so incredible. But that's also just a movie. Sure. I, I've Wow, it's so cool to hear you say that with some specifics behind it. I can't tell you the value that I get from doing a nightly inventory and then writing my, I only do five a day because I know I can at least do five and I try not to, I, I try to do the approach like get a little bit done every day type thing instead of trying to kill it one day and then sleep the next day, you know? But this one nightly exercise of doing an inventory of my day, writing it in my notebook, and then writing down what my, I call it my power list, writing down what my power list is for the next day. I can't tell you how bad, like it's probably the simplest thing that I do that yields the most results in my life. Like everybody should, should write stuff down. Tim, I, I got to congratulate you. Um, I think you're the first person I've ever talked to that does a top five list without talking to me first. Um, you call it your power list. I call it my top five list. Cool. I have all of my employees, my main core team, my leadership team. Uh, there's about 10 of them. Uh, every morning they send me their top five priorities for the day. Now, sometimes they get three or four of them done. Sometimes sure. they get them all done. But the, the key here, which you, what you're alluding to is persistent consistency. You know, a lot of people are not where they want to be because they've squandered so many days in their life. But when you come in with a plan, even as simple as writing down, hey, these are the five things that I'm going to get done tomorrow. And you do that every day. And think about that. Five tasks times five days. Let's say we do it just Monday through Friday. That's 25 priorities that you're getting complete for your life per week. That's 100 per month. That's 1,200 priorities you're getting done. Yeah. In a year, it's impossible for you to stay the same. It's impossible for you not to move forward. But it takes discipline, takes commitment, and uh, you've got to be persistent with it. Yeah, I agree. And then I guess to take it one step further, um, you got this from Zig. I, I had a real impactful moment in my life um, when I read Think and Grow Rich, and he talks about writing what you want, writing what you're going to do to get it and when you want to get it by. And um, I've been doing it every January for the last 10 years. And I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm like that cheesy guy that wakes up in the morning and I, I read my yearly goal out loud to myself and I put it back in my drawer and I do my morning workout or I, I do my morning writing or whatever it's going to be. Um, and same thing goes. It's almost like I'm not too much into like the woo-woo manifesty type stuff, but I, I like the way you said it, where it's, if you're intentional about it, like there's no other choice other than something happening. And you might fall a little short. You might even get beyond to where you plan to go. But if there's intentionality behind it, like there's no way that, that something's not going to move, you know? A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people don't set priorities too because they don't, they don't believe in themselves enough either. Yeah. So it's, it's just kind of a full circle. For sure. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. I know that, uh, that you were a little bit crunched on time. I sincerely, sincerely thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. Um, I, I, I think if we could sit down and like 
get a cup of coffee with each other, we'd probably have a whole lot in common. And so I, I'm excited to learn more about you in the future. Uh, but before we shut this thing down, I'm, I'm, I'm sure after listening to this, people are going to want to learn more about you. Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a website you want to point people to? Yeah, I mean, pro- probably the easiest thing and what I like to do for, for your audience is I, I did a, a five, the five most important shifts that I've learned to help me succeed in life. And, mm-hmm. I, and I put those into an online training. Um, it's free. So if any of your audience wants to go listen to it, just go to livelargeacademy.com. Okay. And you can hit the replay and you can, you can watch the training there. And then also at the end of it, if you're interested in a free 30-minute breakthrough session where we can talk about your goals, talk about you know, where you're at and where you want to go, I'd be more than happy to, uh, if anyone's interested in scheduling an appointment, all you got to do is go to that livelargeacademy.com. And then from there, you'll be able to schedule an appointment at the end of it. So hopefully you guys will. Beautiful, man. I will uh, for sure have all that linked up in the, in the show notes as well, which will be posted on my website and, and posted all throughout social media. Hey, Chris, just one more time, man. Uh, uh, let me extend my gratitude to, to you for all the people that you're helping and all the work that you're doing. I can, I can tell that you're passionate about your work and, and I really admire that. So, so thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, man. Thank you so much for the interview. I really enjoyed it, Tim. And don't forget to go live large. Hey, guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.